0: I want to say this one more time because I feel like preaching on it, but I got another message unless the Lord changes it. Amen. Praise that God honors and receives is the outpouring of gratitude from an overflowing heart or a heart that is overflowing with gratitude. We used to sing, It's bubbling. It's bubbling. It's bubbling in my soul. I'm singing, I'm shouting, since Jesus made me whole. People don't understand it. I'll tell you the reason why. It's bubbling, 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 bubbling Bubbling day and night. It's bubbling. Oh, no, no, you don't need gas X. It's not that kind of bubbling in your belly. Where does it come from? Where does the real praise, the real worship come out of your belly. belly, out of your innermost being, shall flow. Rivers. I usually say livers of ribbing water, but I'm finally <laughs> correcting myself. Shall flow what? Rivers. What would happen if all Christians begin to overflow? In gratitude and have an outflow of worship in our life. What would happen if all of these tributaries, all of these rivers came together? There would be a flood of power released. Can you say man? Hallelujah. And a mighty revival would sweep America. If every Christian began to overflow with gratitude and have an outflow of praise not only in church on Sunday, but all through the week have a praise for God. There would be a flood. We think of only the enemy coming in like a flood. Amen. Coming against us like a flood. No, no. There's When God moves and when people move with God, Amen. There's a mighty outflowing of the Holy Spirit. We don't need an inflowing. We don't need an influence. He's already come. If you've got the Holy Ghost, the power's not up there. God doesn't need to send it down. Send down the rain door. Send down. No, it'll never come down again. After the day of Pentecost, heaven holds nothing that we need. After Jesus hung on the cross, heaven holds nothing that we need for victory down here. There's nothing in heaven that you need. It's all here. In fact, it's all here. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask according to the power that worketh from heaven. He's holding it back. No, that worketh in us. Out of where? Your inward man. My inward man. Getting the Holy Ghost in us is not a problem. Getting us to let what's in us begin to flow out. And I'm going to tell you right up front, it's all because of ingratitude. It's because of ingratitude. It's because of not giving thanks in all things. Because if you start thanking God, you can't be thinking about yourself. You can't have the poor old me's anymore. You can't indulge your emotions anymore. Amen? You can't make excuses for your, you know, sad condition. You can't blame the devil anymore. You can't blame the person that wronged you. Because someone did way more good than the bad that they did against you. And God tells you to quit looking at that and start looking to him. So he can be your shield for you. Your glory. And the what? The lifter of your head. Can you say man? When you can't see anything but yourself, you can't see the souls that God wants you to reach. And they can't see any reason to ask you for the hope that's in you. Because you look just like them. Hopeless, helpless, defeated, depressed. Depression is real. I've had it. Everybody will experience it. The question is, are you going to wallow in it? He lifted me from where I couldn't extract myself. He lifted me from the what? The miry clay. But he didn't lift me up to let me keep sliding back in. So... Whatever He does on one Sunday through His anointing, the next Sunday it's gone or some circumstance can take it away. He set my feet. Once He brings you up out of that place, He sets your feet upon a rock. Amen. Isn't that good? I believe in rock and roll, some preacher said. My, 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 my feet are on the rock and my name is on the roll. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He put my feet on a rock. He establishes us when He delivers us. And then He puts a what? A song in my mouth. <laughs> and and the humble... And here's this negative use of a very positive virtue in the Christian life. This word humble is the same Hebrew word that was used when I consider the wormwood and the gall and all of the depression when Israel's going into captivity because of their disobedience and sin. My soul is humbled within me. The humble, those being crushed by the pain and pressures of life. They will hear about it. They will hear what God has done for David. They will hear what God has done for those who trust him. And they will be glad. Can you say, man, they will take courage and they will have hope in their heart because God is no respecter of persons. But let me tell you what he is. He is a respecter of faith. And as your faith be, so be it unto you. If you don't believe he's able to deliver you, he won't be able to deliver you. Not because he doesn't have the ability, but you can't receive it. Can you say, man? As your faith be, if I was you, I would get in the word of God. If I were you, I'd get the word of God in me. Can you say, man? And I'd let it dwell in me richly, glory to God. Amen. We got time for Facebook. We got time for Facebook. We got time for the news. We got time to see what Trump and the Democrats and the Republicans and we got time for all of that. We take time for all of that. We don't slay lions and bears, and a giant comes over the hill. We can't say I've slain the lion and the bear because we their faith is rusty. Our faith is dusty. Our faith hasn't been used in the little things. We're no way prepared for something big when it comes. Amen? What if we spent some time in faith book? And I'm not snaggletooth. Everybody's safe. What would happen if we had a faith lift? Let me tell you something. You can buy a facelift. You... I can if I I can't because I can't afford it. But if I could afford it, they asked me after my stroke in the hospital, they put a mirror in front of my face because this side was dead. The left side was dead and my face drooped. But it was all coming back because people were interceding. It was all coming back. Everything was coming back. Every faculty was coming back to me. Oh, I'm glad that I spent some time. I was on Facebook. It started bugging me. It started sapping my joy. Reading people's junk and their comments. And who are these people and why do they matter so much? Somebody mad at me because I didn't friend them. Because I didn't want them to bug me anymore. I just... You know what I mean? If you're going to bug me, I'm not going to ask you to keep bugging me. (laughs) Some guy wanted a prophet to come and prophesy over us, somebody I'd never heard of, and I didn't get back with him, and it really bothered him, and I thought, well, booty (laughs) who? I don't know this guy from Adam's house cat, and he don't know me neither, and he don't care. He's just looking for a place to preach, and this isn't it. <laughs> amen? Right. Amen? I'm not here to provide a platform for every Tom, Dick, and Harry. If God sends somebody, the door is open, but I'd really like God to send them. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I had to go off. I stayed on there six weeks, and, and, I, and two of the sheep started fussing, and one of them was defending me. And I thought, and I was trying to be nice about it. I put online, I said, oh, no, a sheep fight. <laughs> and I want to thank the sheep that defended me. But I just didn't want to watch any sheep fights either. And I just went off. You can't go to Facebook and find my puss. Can you say, man, my mug? Amen. You might find it if they never took it off, but I'm not, I'm not around. You can't friend me, I can't unfriend you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't. You know what happens? People are so focused on everything but God's Word. And faith comes. Faith comes. As your faith be it unto you, and I can tell you where to get more. I can tell you where you can get a faith lift. But you know what the good news is? If you get a faith lift, you will also get for free as a bonus a face lift. Because it will turn your frown. You're learning. Hallelujah. What happens when your frown is turned You see, if someone gave you one of those smiley faces, things, if you are honest, you would turn it upside down and stick it on your bumper. How many know a smile upside down is a frown? Because they're going to look at the guy or or gal in the front seat. You're going to have a big sticker on the back that says Jesus is the answer. You don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. By the way, that's... That's for Nick. That's a Shambach statement. You ain't got no trouble. I love the way he talks with such big words. You ain't got no trouble. All you need is faith in God. Hallelujah. How many believe God is bigger than your trouble today? Amen. Then you need some faith in Him then. Hallelujah. You need to release that faith in Him. What happened if you picked up your Bible? What happened if you came to church to hear what the Spirit says? And what is His Word? I'm not just talking about what you feel. I'm talking about what the Spirit says to you personally today. Amen. Jesus said the words that I speak to you, they're not like any other words that anyone's ever spoken in the world. Amen. They are Spirit and they are life. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 That's why I'm still in the ministry because I believe God has sent me to bring His Word to His people so His people can have their faith grow in Him so He can begin to keep every promise that He's ever made to His children. Can you say, man? Through faith, they obtained promises. And what happened when you start obtaining the promises? What would happen if we had enough faith to receive every promise God has made to the New Testament believer? What would happen? What would change in your life? What would change in my life? Well, the Bible said right after that, amen, that through faith out of weakness, they were made strong, waxed valiant, in fight and put the armies of the aliens to flight. in other words you're going to get a look at something you're not used to see the backside of satan instead of the devil coming against you you're going to see him running from you they'll come out against you this is a promise they'll come out against you one way but they'll flee before you seven ways Seven is God's number for completeness. It's not a partial victory. It's an absolute routing of the enemy. Can you say, man, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he will continue to beleaguer you, to batter you? No, he he will flee. 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 You say, Brother Venable... Listen, he will flee. And I just don't see how a devil running from you is going to give you a problem. Amen? So something's amiss. He that's in you is either greater or he isn't. You're either submitted to God or there's a compromise giving the devil authority that God never gave him. So that's why the Bible said don't give any place to him. Don't give any place to Him. Don't give up any ground to the devil. Hallelujah. Claim what is yours in Christ so that you can have victory instead of being a victim. Can you say "Man, What kind of church are you in this morning? Full Gospel? Pentecostal? Holy Church of God? That's the name. But are we... a f- do we believe in the fullness of the gospel? Do we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Do we believe that, it, that having the Holy Spirit means more than talking in tongues? Do we believe that power has been invested in us? Amen. Do we understand that the power is released by faith? And what would happen if we got back in the Bible? I remember when we were at the Holy Church of God. And we we're going to sing one more song and move toward communion. God is probably changing my message. What do you think my message probably is? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wow. Oh Lord, I feel this. We're. All, I. I can't. I can't hardly go anywhere else. I can't stop and just pretend that we can just continue without faith to receive. You can be seated for a moment. We're going to sing one more song here. I will bless the Lord, But we can't do it until we've got enough faith that it comes from a grateful heart. And we're willing to put aside whatever's bothering us today long enough to focus on him who hung on the cross for us today. True worship is characterized always by the absence of self. If you don't get self out of the way, whatever you're focused on other than Christ right now, you will walk out of here with the the pain, the heartache, the heartbreak. You will walk out of here driven by the wind and tossed. In other words, circumstances will determine whether you can be happy, hopeful, joyful, healthy, Yes. Hallelujah. Stir your. That's it, brother. Thank you for that portion of this interpretation. And the, I will receive no praise, therefore. That does not come from the heart. For you must worship me in spirit and in truth. For I am here today to bless you. I am here today to lift you up. I am here today to help you, saith God. Hallelujah. We can't just sing this song. We cannot just sing this song. And mouth these words. Look what the song is. We didn't get together. What did David say? What shall I render to God for all his benefits unto me? What would be appropriate and requisite to give God for all his benefits unto me? He answers that great question in Psalm 103. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and what? All that is with... See, real worship is the outflowing to God from a heart overflowing in gratitude. And if the heart isn't overflowing in gratitude, we're mouthing words that we do not mean. In everything give what? Thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Rejoice in the Lord always. And see, there's a tendency of our flesh to be so inconsistent. And again I say, I'm going to reiterate it. Because if you go with the flow, if you go with your feelings... If you keep looking at your pain, your suffering, your pressure, your eyes can't be on Jesus who is the author and finisher of your faith. Your eyes are set on you and you bring that into His gates. The Bible said there's a progression to get in the presence of God and you can be seated because God said we're going to sing, but we can't sing now. We can't just Go through it when something needs to be corrected in our heart and in our spirit. We can go through it. Churches are going through it all over right now. Amen. No one's being challenged. No one's being challenged on this issue. And if no one will be challenged, no one can be changed. Your circumstance can't change. Unless you're willing to change something in terms of attitude. The Bible said to count it all joy. It's a mathematical term. Count it all joy. You see, this is one of the gauges of our true spiritual maturity. There has been death in families here. I know what it feels like. You, married, you buried a mother. I buried a son. It's barely been 30 days since that occurred. And I, when, when it happened, it's like someone hit me in the stomach and knocked all the wind out of me. I had to go home and pray. I couldn't just, I had to do something. I went home and I fell to my knees, lifted my hands to heaven and released my faith in God to help me. Because I said, Lord, if I don't get some grace and mercy to help me right now in this circumstance, this is my son. And this is, this is, you know, generally speaking, the children bury the parents. So I've lost my mama, I've lost my daddy, my grandpa, my grandma, my aunts, and my uncles. Bended been at every one of them. But the ones who were Christian, which they all were, I'm, I baptized my uncle. Before he went to be with the Lord. I led my grandfather to Christ. I led my grandmother on my mother's side to Jesus Christ. I led my uncle on, on my mother's side to Jesus Christ. I led your mama to Jesus Christ. And what happened in your mama? Because you were hurting knowing she was going. But you knew where she was going. And what did your mama say to you? She said, I want to go home. It's not about you now. It's about me going home. I want to see my loved ones that preceded me. And at some point, I think she said something like, Get a grip. (laughs) Amen. Get a grip. What would your mama tell you? If she knew where she was going, would she tell you to get a grip? It's going to be okay. My son literally told me that before he left. And he didn't even know when he was going. But he said, Dad, if I beat you to heaven... If I go home, I want you to know, don't worry about me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. There was no defeat in this. And there was no defeat in your mama going in. Your whole family saw the change in her demeanor. And her outlook became an uplook. She started looking past this world. That's how God does it. My son had nothing in this world holding him back. Nothing. Nothing. Amen. So he just got a—he got homesick for heaven. He got homesick for heaven. Amen. If you dwell on what you're going to see on the news, you're going to become depressed. There's one man actually saying the news will make you sick if you have to know what is happening day to day. Now, I'm not talking about putting your head in the sand. There's some things that are last day signs. But if you dwell on that... You're going to be sick, not just physically and mentally and emotionally, but you're going to be sick spiritually after a while. Amen? I started to tell this story. There was a lady in our church, when she began to backslide, she came to me and she said, Pastor Venable, I'm not slaying lions and bears anymore. In other words, I'm not believing God, trusting God, looking to God like I used to. And the moment that begins, a shield begins to come down. And you know what shield it is? Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be enabled to quench every fiery dart of the wicked. So when she told me, that that shield was coming down, I knew I didn't have to have a word from the Lord. I've got the word of the Lord in the Scripture. God didn't have to tell me she's backsliding. I knew she was backsliding. And the next call I got was from a bar in Ybor City. When that shield begins to come down, you're no match your enemy. You can't overcome temptation. I've often wondered why. So many people come to get a word from the Lord. That will not come to church to get the word of the Lord. You know what the Bible said about Timothy. When his shield began to come down. And a spirit of fear. His own spirit became fearful, not some evil spirit. His own spirit was filled with fear. Paul wrote Timothy and said, Timothy, I know there's faith in you. Because there was faith in Eunice and Lois, your mama and your grandmama. Well, did it just get imparted to him because he was in a Christian family? I know Christian children right now that are dependent on mama's prayers. You guys are in church getting the word. Because mama's in heaven. <laughs> Amen. But mama prayed for you. But she wanted you to know Jesus. And to trust Jesus. Not depend on mama's prayer. Amen. See, there's a time you've got to grow up in God. Mama's prayer can help you till you get your own footing. But once you get your own footing, you've got to know the Lord. Jesus said, here before you've asked the Father nothing in my name. Ask that you might receive so your joy might be full. For I do not say that I shall pray for you, for the Father himself loveth you. I want you to know the Father like I know the Father. And I want you to trust the Father like I trust the Father. And I want you to know that he loves you with the same love wherewith he loved me. John 17 says, And I want you to know that His ears are open to your cry. Hallelujah. I want you to know that He will help you. He will deliver you. Praise God. Amen. That's faith building stuff. Hallelujah. Timothy, I know you got faith. Isn't it amazing? We think we need faith. No, we need to release the faith that we have. When it said faith cometh, it doesn't mean there's none there. It means that it is stimulated by the Word of God. It is stimulated by the Scripture. What happened if everybody in here got hungry for the Word? More hungry for the Word than you are for food at one minute after twelve. And that's eyebrow past twelve. And our stomachs are conditioned. He needs to let us go. He better let us go. When's he going to say eat the fat and drink the sweet? (laughs) Amen. When's he going to say that? Because he always says that at the end. And the end is near. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm a joke when I talk about getting through on time. As if there was a time to start. And a time to stop. I'm going to tell you. If you need a miracle, you'll take time. Wherever God's pouring out His Spirit, there are lines. I stood in a church till 1 o'clock in the morning where people were standing in line because God was touching people in that church. They were there till 1 a.m. Amen? It wasn't cut and dried. You can't have a move like that in a cut and dried church. Can you say amen? You can't get out when you feel like you need to be about other things and expect a revival to ever occur. Amen? And here I am. And sometimes I come in and say, you know something? I can preach 30 minutes on the radio. I can preach 30 minutes here. And we can just go home. And it's done. And I can bring you something good from the Word of God. But God wants something better than good to happen to you and me. He wants His best for you. And without faith, it is not improbable, it's impossible to please God. Because why? Because we limit Him. They that come to God, for they that come to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder, Of them that diligently seek Him. Literally, in the Greek it says, seek Him out. You can't get saved without faith. For by grace you are saved through what? No wonder you can't please God. He wants to save people. But unless they repent of their sin and come to Him by faith... By grace you are saved through faith. It is the gift of God. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. Listen carefully. You can't please God because you can't represent Him as He truly is, a provider. He's not Jehovah Jireh if He can't provide your need. I do not represent this God who doesn't feed His flock. This God who doesn't deliver from the lion and the wolf. This God who doesn't care about his sheep. I represent a God who is a good shepherd God, a father God. You know what he tells me as a daddy? He tells me if I don't provide for my own. Do you know what the heavenly father tells me as an earthly father? He says if I don't provide for my own, I have denied the faith. And I'm worse than an infidel. Because I ought to know better. I ought to do better. I owe it to God to do better. Amen? But then take a look at God's children. Take a good, long look at God's children. Is He going to do less? He expects of me and my children. He said, If you be an evil, not that I'm an evil person, you're an evil person, but in my flesh, there is that old Adam nature. And if you be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. You're not divine, He's divine, you're the branch. Amen. But if you know how to do good to your kids, he said, if a if a if a son asked a father for bread, would you give him a stone? If he asked for a fish, would you give him a serpent? No, of course not. You know how to do good and provide for your children. And he said, if you can do that in your human nature, how much more? of the heavenly father give good things to them that ask him well what is the issue then do you really want to know raise your hand if you want to know what the issue is if it isn't God then where's the problem 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 it's not God's reluctance to give it's not God's reluctance to help it's not God's reluctance To deliver or set free. Amen. It's our reluctance to build our faith so that we can receive it. There is time for everything that we use for escape. There is lots of it. There are loads of it. And we can stay focused on whatever we love. Did you know you have the power to focus? If you love to fish and you got a trip planned, I don't have Terry to talk to, but if you love to fish, you are focused on fishing. Amen. You lay down focused on fishing. Set the clock for six and you're wide-eyed at four. Ready to hit the road and go to the lake. If you're focused on yard sales, you get up at daybreak. Because if you don't, the pickers are gonna get it all. It's gonna be picked over. The good stuff is gonna be gone by two thirty. Amen. All that's left is the junk. If you're focused. You're focused. Remember the lady that took a trip to Hawaii just before we received communion this morning? She took a trip to Hawaii. She sat down by a businessman, and she was a grandmother six times over. And she was focused on her grandchildren. And all the way from Hawaii to California, she took this vacation, and she's sitting there by this businessman. And right after the plane leaves from Hawaii, and I don't know how long the plane trip is from Hawaii to California, several hours, I'm sure. And she's sitting there, and she pulls out this wallet that has this fold-out of pictures of her grandchildren. And she takes them one by one and starts telling them about their accomplishments and all of their this and that about the grandchildren. She talks for all the trip. Until there's a seatbelt, Dean, because they're coming in for a landing at LAX. (laughs) And she says, oh, my goodness, sir, I apologize. All I've done this whole trip is talk about my grandchildren. So tell me, sir, what do you think of my grandchildren? (laughs) Amen. What you're focused on is either bringing you up or putting you down. And only you can change what you focus on. The Bible said, forgetting those things that are behind, and come on, this is focus, and reaching forth to those things that are before, I press. If you don't press, if you don't press, if you don't strain forward, My wife told you the story. We got caught in a hurricane on vacation. Hurricane winds, not the hurricane, came close to St. Augustine. She went for a walk on the beach, and the wind was at her back. So it was really blowing, but, hey, it's pushing me right along. And she felt like, boy, I can walk forever. Wow. And she went way down the beach from the hotel. And then she turned around and started back. And she got maybe, what, halfway back? About halfway back, she realized, I don't know if I can make it all the way back. Because now the wind is against me. When you got a 30 mile an hour steady wind against you, and took her breath away, now she can't hardly get a deep breath. And a family came by and a... No, I- no? She's, well, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the bathroom thing. She's just trying to get back to the, you can squat down behind sand dunes, just, you know, trying to breathe. I could just see her squatting down behind a sand dune. How am I going to get back? Oh, oh, when the wind is, is for you everything's going good and everything's going smooth. It's easy. I believe God. I believe God. Ask what you will and it shall be done. It gets so exciting until you go against the wind. And it takes your breath away. And you start to fatigue. And you don't feel like you can put one foot in front of another. How did you get back to the hotel? God sent a family full of kids and, and uh, asked me if I was in trouble and needed help. God sent a family full of kids and said lady are you you in trouble do you need help and she said she said yeah yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah are you in trouble do you need help God's ready to send you that help God's ready to help you today amen he's a shield for me my glory and the lifter of my head. Can you say man? And they hauled her back to the hotel. And she made it back. But you've got to go against the wind. And Paul said, forgetting the things that are behind. And reaching forth to the things that are before. I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. You don't have to go back, dear friend. All you have to do is quit straining forward. Amen. The wind will push you back. The current will take you back. You do not have to decide to backslide backslid to find yourself backslidden. You don't have to make a conscious decision, I'm going back. All you have to do is quit slaying the lions and bears. Because if you can't slay the lions and bears in your life, you are no match for the giant. David didn't go from keeping sheep to killing a giant. God took him through a process to build his faith and give him experience. David, by himself, watching over the flock. A shepherd boy. Not a man fully developed, but a shepherd boy. He had been anointed. He had been anointed. He had been anointed to be the next king of Israel. And he began to prove that anointing by releasing his faith when trouble came. Can you say "Man, A lion roared against the sheep and David under the anointing and the lion was bold. You know why? Because I don't even see a fully developed man with a staff. I see a boy with a slingshot or a sling. And he slayed the lion. Oh, the devil will test you. Can you say, man? But the test will develop you, or it will tell you that you need something that you're running low on, that you have a deficit in. Amen? If your faith isn't where it should be this morning, you're in the right place. God said, don't sing that song. Don't continue just singing. If we just keep mouthing these words without dealing with this issue, we're going to not change nothing when we get home. The week will be just like it was last week and the week before and the week before and the week before and the. Ad nauseum. Perpetually. Challenged but not changed. Most people, when they're challenged and don't want to change, they go to a church where they're no longer challenged. They fit in good with a bunch of people in the same shape they're in. Well, let me tell you how bad it is for me. I'm glad you told me that. Now let me tell you how bad it is for me. God's covenant children with a Father in heaven. Timothy was discouraged. There was no evil spirit... I do believe if you entertained fear that you can open the door for an actual spirit of fear. But this wasn't about a spirit of fear. This was his own spirit becoming fearful. And Paul wrote him to remind him, you've got faith. Can I say something to you today? You've got faith. How many are saved today? Did you know how you were saved? By grace, through what? Faith, yeah, but Brother Venable, this is a big problem. Well, let me tell you about your faith and the bigness of the problem. If your faith is in God, I mean, if you've got faith, it's got to be in God. If you had faith in God as a grain of mustard seed, and you release that faith and you use that faith, amen. You would say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the midst of the sea. And if you doubt not in your heart that what you say is going to come to pass, not because you said it by faith, but because God said it and you believe it, and you are now saying what He said. Do you understand the difference? He hath said Hebrews 13:5, mark it down in your heart, Hebrews 13:5. He hath said, "God's got to say it before you can say it. But when God says it, He wants us to say it. Hallelujah. He hath said, "I will never leave you. I will never forsake you." That we might go with our feelings, that we might go with our circumstances. We might say, "God, where, where are you? You know why they sold a million dollars worth of plaques that's called footprints? Because so many Christians put themselves right in there. Lord, you said you'd never leave me. You said you'd never forsake me, but I was walking wrong along the shore of the beach. And I only saw one set of footprints. What's that all about? Come on. The devil will not only have you not believing God, he will have you questioning God's faithfulness. Questioning His very Word. Because of your immediate circumstance and your feelings. Amen? Where's God? I'm so glad my son not only came to saving faith before he went home, He came to a personal faith in Christ. He said, I used to ask the Lord why. And now I say, why not? I live in a faulty body. He picked up on that. I live in a fallen world. Why not me? You know where I parked at the Holy Church of God? I parked around back. By the dumpster. Near the Hillsborough River. Summertime. They would catch catfish and gar and everything else out of the Hillsborough River, clean them, and bring the fish heads and the guts and throw them in our dumpster. There was flies buzzing. It stank. I parked beside of it because I didn't need to put up a pastor sign for pastor's parking because no one ever took my parking space. <laughs> <laughs> that was my parking space. I wasn't trying to be humble. I just didn't. You know, sometimes when we were doing well, we were doing very well. There were people who couldn't find a place to park. And I thought, I'm not going to take up one of those spaces. Get them in the church. Get them saved. Get them healed. Get them delivered. Get their frown turned upside down. Can you say man? We were talking about that, remember? You're talking about a bunch of kids coming to Jesus. A bunch of kids. Two rows of kids Speaking in tongues, many of them. Because the Holy Spirit was moving. Oh, friend of mine, don't lower the standard. Don't get your expectations lower than all of this mighty move of the Holy Spirit. He is active. He is present with us. God is powerful. He is powerful and He is present. What more could we ask? What more do we need for this mighty, powerful God to be ever present with us? Hallelujah. Glory to God. But as your faith be, mark it down. If I were you, and I'm not you, and I can't do what only you can do in terms of your priorities and your focus. But if I were you, I would get in the Word of God. I would sign up to Facebook. And I'd make sure i get online every day to see what God has to say to me. Amen? I would. In fact, I do. Hallelujah. 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 He had said, Hebrews thirteen five, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That we might read that and be comforted. No, that we might boldly say. That we might boldly say. Say what? You don't have to quote it verbatim. If you know what it says because you're in the Word of God, you can just say what you know it means. Listen to this. He has said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that I will say by faith he'll never leave me. No, that we might boldly say, the Lord is my helper. He's with me, therefore he's my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me because God is with me. Why? Because he said it, and because he said it, I boldly declare it. It's not enough that he said it, we got to boldly declare it. If he said it, then I can say to the mountain of opposition, the mountain of doubt, the mountain of fear, be thou removed. And doubt not that what I say is going to come to pass because he said it first. Hallelujah. And if you doubt not that what you say, and if you're not saying what he said, nothing's going to move. Understand how that works? What did he tell Zerubbabel? The mountain that stands before thee shall become as a plain, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And what did at some point he had to say? He had to say, Mountain, be removed. God said you can't stay there. I'm saying what He said. Hallelujah. Have you ever spoke to the mountain instead of talking to God about the mountain? Have you ever went to the Bible and seen what God said about the mountain? So that you could talk to the mountain. Would you talk to a mountain? Could you talk to a mountain? The Bible said, hold fast your profession of faith. For He is faithful that promised. Hold profession, everybody say my mouth, my tongue, my mind, and my heart. They all have to be in unity for this to happen. You can't just have the word in your heart. And not get it in your mouth. You can't get saved without your mouth. Whoa! You cannot get saved just receiving the Lord in your heart. Without confessing Him with your mouth. For with the heart man believeth. Unto righteousness. Abraham believed God and was put to his account righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. In other words, that deliverance doesn't come until you declare it. Amen? If you don't confess me before men, God isn't going to... Listen, God said, if you'll confess what I say, I'll confess to the angels. I'll confess to the armies of heaven. Amen. What you say. If you confess before men, me, I'll confess to the angels that you're mine. First you say what God says, and then He says what you say. Because what you say is what He said. What you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose will be loosed. We have believed... I heard a lady tell me, and a man tell me, and many people through the years, I've got all the faith in the world. No, you don't. I don't. Nobody does. If you did, you wouldn't be in the shape you're in. Is it okay to be honest? If you had all the faith in the world. (laughs) I got all the faith in the world. That a man wouldn't work and provide for his family. And every time you talk to him, say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. No, you're not. You're lazy. You've denied the faith. Come on, you've denied the faith. God wants to bless you with a job, old horse. Amen. God's meeting the need. And you know what it was? People saw his kids doing without. Saw his kids without food. And people brought food and gave money to this poor family. And they were poor because he wouldn't work. And if a man don't work, if a man doesn't work, I said if he's able-bodied, he's capable, and he chooses to sit on his duffer, he's not your responsibility, he's not my responsibility, he's not the church's responsibility, he's not even God's responsibility. He ought not to eat. But we still feel sorry for his poor kids. But every time, because people gave, he thought God was blessing him for his faith. I'm living by faith. I'm just living by faith. Somehow the food comes in. And we had to confront him, didn't we not? Yes, we had to confront him about that. No, you can't live on church property. And have people give to you while you sit here in the name of the Lord and in the name of faith. What's that? What's the commercial? We've seen a few things. We've seen a few things. So we all stay. Farmers, farmers. What's the ditty? Anybody know the ditty? I'm not trying to trap you. I'm trying to remember it too. Bum ba bum bum ba bum, 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 bum something like that. Amen. Come on, come on, Ken. Help me out. It, I watch TV. It's okay. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. That's pretty good. That'll pass. We we'll give you a C C minus. But it was good. Amen. I don't think they're gonna hire her. I really don't think. But anyway, that's it's close. But what do they say after that? We've we know a few things because we've seen a few things. I pastored long enough to see a few things, and I know what real authentic faith looks like. I know what unfeigned love feels like. I know what the genuine is. And I, I'm not talk, You can you can talk in tongues. You can say, "Come time my bow tie fifteen times." I am not impressed until something appears in your life called product. The product, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Can you say man? Listen to me very carefully. We are distracted. We are not slaying lions and bears. We are unprepared for giants. And when this lady told me that had been in church for years, Brother Venable, I'm not slaying lions and bears anymore. That meant the shield of faith is coming down. And when the shield comes down, the fiery darts get through. And when the fiery darts get through, it's not all this destructive force initially. What he wants to destroy up front is your faith. He wants to destroy your faith. If I didn't have faith in God, I, I break down and cry like a baby just to think of not being able to trust God. And she saw me do it. I break down if I, if, if I think that I can't trust God with something, that He is not faithful enough to warrant my trust, that I have to put myself in the hands of man who is failing. Over and over and over. Cease for a man whose breath is in his nostrils. Can you say, man? He's just one step away from dropping dead. Amen. Don't put your... Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wow. Come to me in the name of you, come to me with sword and spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Who's going to win that battle? The one who comes in his name. So, when you quit slaying your lions and bears, what happens when a giant, remember David? They said, Have you seen the size of this man? He was unmoved. So, they emphasized, they had measured. The size of this man. They had heard how tall he is. The devil wants you to know how big and bad he is. He wants you to focus on it. He wants you to know to the centimeter how tall this giant is. He wants you to know everything about your giant. Go online and find out how big he is. So that you're focused on his bigness instead of God's greatness. Greatness. Have you seen the size? Do you know the weight of his chain of mail? Do you know how heavy his lance is? How tall he stands? And you know what David said? I have slain the lion. And I have slain the bear. Who is this uncircumcised? I don't care how big he is. Can you say man? I didn't slay them in my strength. I don't intend to slay him in my strength. Can you say man? Hallelujah. It was the anointing of God. And listen, let's compare God to him. Amen. Do you see? Do you see what David was looking at? What his focus was? They're focused on the size of the man. He's focused on the greatness of God. Hallelujah this uncircumcised Philistines that defies the armies of the living God I've slain the lion and the bear the giant is no big deal wow and of course the devil's not done trying to get him off his faith Saul says if you're going to represent Israel in battle you need the king's armor Paul's armor because it made sense politically correctness. You're going to go out and you know what hinged on that battle? Being won or lost? What hinges on your battles being won or lost? Are you going to be enslaved by the devil? Are you going to be put in a prison of fear? Are you going to be set free by Jesus and live in that freedom and represent a great king and a mighty kingdom? Can you say man? You know what was at stake? We don't need all this bloodshed. Because they were so confident in the size of Goliath, the Philistine says, We're going to send out our champion, and you send out your best champion. And whichever one wins, if you win, we're out of here. We'll serve you. But if we win, we're going to enslave you. We're going to take your women, we're going to enslave your men. So there's a whole lot riding on this. And why would Saul trust a shepherd boy to determine this battle? You know why? Because he saw something in this young man that he used to have. And he knew the power of it when it's released in pure childlike trust. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because he was so troubled, and they didn't have anything to give him. There was no opiate for him because of his troubled mind. There was nothing, no antidepressant for him. There was no answer, therefore, chemically for him. But he called, he said, I believe if I could hear a song, I I could hear something that would be uplifting to my spirit. And guess who they chose to come and play for Saul? A shepherd boy, amen. Before he ever killed a giant, he was moving in the anointing. He didn't sing for Saul. He sang to God. Can you say amen? And when Paul heard him praising God on that harp, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hallelujah he he began to get a glimpse of what he used to have and what he used to be because he didn't used to be an evil wicked king at one time the anointing was on him and him and Jonathan were swift as eagles in battle can you say man and no one could withstand them and he had lost that but he saw it in a shepherd boy and he said there's something in him that used to be in me and there's no warrior in my army that is worthy to face this giant but this boy is hallelujah hallelujah it's the anointing it's the anointing it's the anointing released by faith wow why do you think God baptized you in the Holy Ghost Why do you think he that's within you is so much greater than he that is in the world? Is it to sit down and be distracted and disturbed and depressed with? No, it's to rise up and slay the giant with. Hallelujah. Oh! Hallelujah. Boy, if I was sitting in the audience, I'd be eating this up. Amen. I'd eat it up. I'd say, where is she? I'd say, I want some more. I want some more. If that preacher said, if you'll come back tonight, we'll continue this message. I would check my calendar and say, let's see. Picture show. Tampa Bay fishing. Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, I think I can... I I think I can make room for Bible study. (laughs) Bless their hearts. Yeah, I think I can make room for Bible study. Yeah, I think I can take time for the Word of God. Yes, I think I need my faith built up. Oh, yes, I want to be able to say, I have slain the lion. I have slain the bear. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies not just me or Saul, but defies the armies of the living God? We're not just talking about Saul's standing army. We're talking about the angels that have been given charge over the covenant people. Jesus is called the Lord of hosts in the old covenant the commander and chief of heaven's armies. And if you don't believe he's not that, just read the book of Revelation because when he comes back to rule and reign, he's not coming on a donkey. He's coming on a white horse, the symbol of victory. Can you say, man, a conquering... General rides the white horse Hallelujah A name is on his thigh King of kings and lord of lords And every knee will bow And every tongue will confess That he is lord to the glory Of God And the armies of heaven Followed him Hallelujah And we're part of that not just angels Wow Yeah, I'd get in the Word of God. So the Word of God could get in me. Let's finish Timothy. Most people without faith get defeated by the enemy, and they think they need the devil cast out of them when they need to get their focus back and get their faith operational. Spirit of fear is what Timothy's spirit was experiencing. It wasn't a demon. If you got fear, there are people, I believe, entertain demons for. Most people, their fear is because of their lack of faith. Hello? They can't dwell together. You can't have faith in fear. i got all the faith in the world, but I'm so afraid of what may happen. No, 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 no. If you're afraid of what may happen, you need your faith built up. I love it. It sounds too simplistic, but it's true. Fear knocked on the door. Fear will always knock. Fear will always knock. I had fear knock on my door right after my son. I went and looked at my son after 53 years, and I looked at my son. And I felt like that I may need an ambulance. I felt like my heart was not just broken, my heart was in trouble. My breath became shallow and short, and I felt faint because I'm human and I'm a daddy. Not just a father, I'm a daddy. And though we were not that close down through those years, because of my faith and following Jesus and his lifestyle, he's still my son. My wife had to go through a time of processing this because... Sister Ruth told her when she mentioned about, you know, how she was feeling. said, well, this was part of your own body. This was not just some person you knew. This was once part of your own body. And you need grace and mercy. And you need to trust God for it. And I prayed. I said, Lord, help me. Because... People need me to be strong right now. They asked me, could I do the funeral? They didn't think I could get through it without breaking up. How did you do that, Brother Vim? I didn't do it because I didn't hurt. I did it because I had help. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember kissing you on the cheek. Amen. Put my arm around you while the song was playing. And you saw the pain in me. But God helped me to get through it. God is a helper of us. He said, I'll never leave you that we might boldly say, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. The other day, something... Just the thought of something became so overwhelming to me, looking at myself and my own weaknesses and inabilities. And the Lord said, don't look at yourself, look to me. Don't say I can't. Say I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And you know something? I didn't just sit there like a bump on the log. I opened my mouth and said what the Scriptures declare. Because of Jesus, because of the Holy Spirit, because of the promise of God, the provision of God, hallelujah, I can do all things. Through Jesus Christ, I remember saying it, and the moment I said it, I felt fear shake and shudder. And bow down and tuck his tail between his legs. You didn't know fear had a tail, did you? And slink away. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know what? If I start focusing only on the bad news in the world and the bad news in the church and the defeat and depression in many Christians. Fear comes back. I have to focus on something other than the defeat, the backsliding, the bondage, the blindness, the inconsistency. If I focus on that, I don't want to preach anymore. But I know it doesn't stop with just some people that are not receiving it. It's going from here somewhere. And somebody's going to get saved. <laughs> <laughs> yay, yay, and somebody is going to get healed. Yay, yay, I say unto thee, and somebody is going to get delivered. Yea, saith the Spirit, and somebody is going to be set free. And somebody is going to be revived. And somebody is going to be restored. For it is my word, saith God. Hallelujah. 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 Again, if somebody's going to get it, I want it. Amen. What if I said, Somebody in this room is sitting on a seat with the number seven. All the seats have been numbered. Somebody is sitting on number seven. And taped under the seat with the seven on it is the title to a brand spanking new Cadillac Escalade. help me out here somebody is sitting on a Cadillac Escalade somebody is going to drive home in a brand new $60,000 fully equipped would, would you just sit there and not check it out would you just sit there and say would you, let's sing that old song again that we all know and love Well, I'm tired and so weary, but I must go on till I reach the end. Lord, have mercy of the way. Let's sing it again, y'all. No, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I was singing pretty good. Almost hit an Elvis note there. Amen. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up. I'm going to turn that bad boy over. Where are they? <laughs> Come on, Mike. I'm going to do it. Yes, I am. Oh, you're materialistic. No, I'm smart. <laughs> hey, man, if somebody's going home and escalating, it could be me. I'm going to check the bottom of my chair and say, if 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 I got it, if, it, if, if I got the number and I got the title, I want it. I want it. And you know what? I'm not going to pine away because of the mileage on my car. Because I've got a new Escalade right here. Why should I worry about how many miles are on my old car? But see what the church is doing today? we got every promise of God. And the moment we believe them, everything changes. The promises of God are yea and amen. What does amen mean? Be it unto me according to thy word. What would happen? Would anything change at all? If we could receive what he has purposed, provided, and promised through his word but it's only to them that believe it becomes yea and amen why did God choose that little girl called Mary it was an immaculate conception but Mary was not immaculate all have sinned and come short of the glory of God so you can't deify Mary she's not part of the deity She's part of the laity that got saved. Thank you for the hearty amens. Amen? She wasn't immaculate. Why did He choose her then? Because she was perfect for the perfect one. No one is perfect. All have sinned. All. Your mama, mine. Your grandma, mine. The person you think is the best person in the world needs Jesus. And that's why the scribes and the Pharisees were the hardest for him to reach. Because they were full of self-righteousness. Why did he choose her then? He chose someone that would take him at his word. In childlike faith. Angel comes and tells her. Sixteen years old or thereabouts. Maybe fifteen. You are going to become pregnant. And have a child. And tells her about the child. And she's listening intently, but she's very honest. She said, "How shall this be seen that I know not a man?" <laughs> is that a legitimate question? Just tell me, how's this going to occur? I'm a, I'm willing, but I can't make this happen. How's this going to occur? Said, "Well, the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow, me. not by might nor power, by my spirit again." And you know what she said? You know what she said? Well, if I can't figure it out, I, don't, I, I find it hard to believe that that could actually happen. You know what she said? This is why He chose her. He knew what she would say. He knew that she would receive it by faith. Be it unto me according to your word. Whew. Be it unto me according to what? Science? Logic? Biology? No, be it unto me according to that word. Abraham believed God, and what happened? And God put it to his account as being righteous. He was far from perfect, but he was right with God because he staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith, giving what to God? Glory to God. Until we get out of depression and defeat, we can't give God glory because it's false advertising. We're advertising someone that we can't represent in any sense of the word. Not saying it to be con- condemnation. I'm saying we need to begin to rise up in faith and win some battles in our life. Is it okay to say that to a congregation? We need to rise up in faith and slay some lions, slay some bears, take on some giants and glorify God. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, somebody shout victory. It's high time that we awake from our sleep. Let me finish with this. We could do such a Bible study. Listen to this. This Timothy, you got faith. You are discouraged? But you've got faith, and it can defeat your discouragement. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. A sound mind doesn't mean healthy like a sound doctrine, sound body. Sound mind means disciplined. It's a mind that is focused on that that brings faith instead of fear. It's a mind that is controlled by you and not by all of the things that are inviting you to focus on it. Can you say amen? And one of the things that the enemy wants you to focus on is yourself. That's why the Bible said, let's lay aside every sin and wait You see, there are sins that we know are sins. But there are things that are not sin, but it's in the way of following Jesus. It's in the way of running the race. It's a weight. It's a weight. It's a weight. It's weighing us down. And God says, get rid of that weight so you can run. Can you say, man, with what? With patience, persistence, the race that is set before you, looking unto who? To Jesus, who is what? You know what it says in the Greek? Looking away from all. Come on, church. All that will distract. And setting your gaze. Setting your gaze. Setting your gaze upon Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Can you say amen? And listen, here's what will help you set your gaze on Him. Don't just look to Him for your help initially. But look to Him to help you, not look to yourself or others. If you look to yourself, you're going to be discouraged because you're going to find you don't have what you need. Look to others, you're going to be disappointed because they're not always going to be there to lift you up. But if you look to Jesus, if you look to Jesus, what's the next verse say to help you not look at yourself? Consider Him. And that's what we're about to do in Holy Communion. Consider Him. No matter what you're going through, consider Him who suffered such a great contradiction of sinners against Himself. Lest you become weary, I become weary, and faint in our own mind. If I think about me and my hurt, me and my problem, me and my pain, me and my heartache, me and my heartache, I'm going to become discouraged. I think of Him and His sacrifice. Him and His suffering on the cross for my sake. There's no room for self-pity anymore. No, there's no room. You didn't hear me. There is no room. I refuse to give place to self-pity any longer. I can't look at Him on the cross and be thinking about, somebody didn't treat me right. Honey, Hang on a cross for six hours. And I'll bet you that pain ain't as big as you think it is. Can you say, man, somebody let me down. Somebody hurt me. Let them drive nails through your hands and that won't bother you at all. If you stub your toe, hit your thumb with a hammer. And you won't think about your toe. Don't literally do that. I'm just saying I guarantee you, you won't be worried about your ingrown (laughs) toenail. Give me... (laughs) Hallelujah. You can't look to Jesus on the cross and be thinking about you and your pain. But if you focus on Him dying for you, then you can look away from what distracts and look unto Him. For the help you need in your life. You can release your faith. Let me finish Timothy. God did. I know you got. This is what Paul wrote to help him. I know you got faith. Don't feel like it. Don't look like it. It's in there. But you're not using it. It's not stimulated by the word. He said. Because faith was in your grandmother. And your mother. Eunice and Lois. Well, how in the world did he get faith by living in a family of people with faith? Did he get it by osmosis, just being among them? Or did he develop personally in faith? He developed personally. How did he do that? It goes on to say, For from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word that are able to make thee wise unto salvation. I know you got faith because you're in a house where the Word of God was declared. The Word of God. You were exposed to God's Word, and faith cometh. Faith cometh. Faith cometh. You can't get it from watching Ophrah. Ophrah is considered to be a spiritual influence over tens of thousands of people. That amazing. Talking about prayer and Christians, she said something about prayer. She must be no, she's not, because the person teaching on prayer on there said, "Don't matter who you pray to." Just so you pray. Oh, it does matter who you pray to. You better know who you're praying to, because it's not prayer in and of itself. It's prayer toward God, and that requires faith in God. Hallelujah. From a child that has known what? The Holy Scripture. That's why Paul said you can't help but have faith. If you stay here long enough and you come consistently, your faith is going to grow. One day you're going to get up like you always get up. And you're going to hear a knock on the door. And it's going to be so hard and so bold and so forceful. You say, I know who that is without looking. That's fear. He back. Amen. Amen. Be right back. I know who that is. I don't need a security camera. Fear knocks hard. Fear is aggressive. Fear is pushy. But one of these mornings, you're gonna get up with faith in your heart. And you're gonna send faith to answer the door. Say it from way back there. I like it. Amen. Got one hallelujah. Amen, thank God for it today. Amen. Somebody ought to hallelujah. One do you believe your faith can grow? Do you believe you can change? you believe God can help you to change? Do you believe you can get your focus back? Do you believe you can slay lions and bears do you- Do you believe a giant can fall? Listen, one day, if you stay under the teaching, under the holy, what? Scripture. One day fear is going to knock and you're going to send faith this time. You're going to send faith this time. You're going to send faith this time. And faith is going to go to the door. Ain't nobody there. Ain't no sweat. Don't you worry. Don't you give it a second thought. Can you say man? Ain't no giant there. Even if there was, it don't matter. God is with you. God is for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Israel's in fear and trembling. Because enemies are assembling to destroy them. God speaks through the prophet to Israel. And they say, look, they're coming to oppress us. They're coming to take our land. They're coming to overwhelm us. And God speaks through the prophet. And it's like God stepped between them and their enemy. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter of my head. And he says, where? When God is for you, He says, where is the fury of the oppressor?" I'm looking to see who can defeat me. I'm looking to see who is bigger than I am, stronger than I am, and I am in covenant with you. Can you say amen? So where is the fury of the oppressor? I just don't see it. When you look through the eye of faith in God, you don't see it either. That we're well able. Amen. We're well able to go over and possess the land. Haven't you seen the giants? Yeah, but we're well able. Haven't you seen the walled cities? Yes, but we're well able. Haven't you seen the fierce armies? Yes, but we're well able. I hope we can sing from the heart the songs of Zion and not just follow the leader and not be authentic with God I'm not off course God told me do not continue singing until this issue is brought forward because that continuing to go through the motions unchallenged and unchanged is why there is no revival in the church of Jesus Christ today She's dying on her feet because she doesn't live on her knees. How many remember the fire of God? Have you ever experienced the fire of God, that Holy Ghost in fire? Wave at me if you remember it. It's not just the first love alone. It's the fire of God that we need to remember from whence we are fallen. Amen. Without this fire, without this anointing, without God being able to move for us and through us, we are just like the world around us. We fare no better when our giants come. And being a Christian doesn't shield you from lions, bears, and giants threatening but it assures you of victory when they do. And that's what we want to achieve. And one of the first steps is getting our mind off ourself and on the one that suffered and died for us. Because I really don't believe the flame of faith can rise up from the embers until the flame of the first love occurs. Because, see, the first love will get you back on your knees praying. And the first love will get you back in the Bible. And the first love will have you focused on him and not all the peripherals that are vying for your time and your attention. How remember when you fell in love with your wife. This is for the men. <laughs> well, you have to clarify these days. We just have to clarify. Amen. Amen. <laughs> how, how many remember when you first fell in love with your husband? Were you focused on that person? I mean, you know, remember the song? Tossing and turning, tossing and turning all night. I heard the milkman at the door. He's up all night thinking about her. I mean, you know, just like Doug was. I'm so glad they finally married so Doug could get some sleep. Ain't it so? Yes, he was. He was tossing and turning. Glory to God, amen, till He made Miss Sherry His his wife His mate. Listen, as we receive communion today, there's healing in this. There's healing in this. The bread represents the lamb that they ate. The blood kept the death angel away. Something had to heal them in that redemptive, act of faith they were told to eat the flesh of the lamb that they slain for the blood and when they walked out of Egypt there was not one feeble one among them God healed every person of everything that would keep them from walking out of that bondage so I expect God to help me until I'm called home when I'm called home, I won't need this body. I won't need healing. But until I get there, I need help from Him. And I need health from Him. And I expect as I receive communion, I, I started, we, we're eating a, they call it the big chicken sandwich. All to sue them. There's nothing big about it. <laughs> I need to redefine big i ordered the big chicken sandwich and it's not deep fried it's kind of baked and and i looked at that thing and the meat is about that thick and i thought this is not a big chicken sandwich no come on (laughs) it is just not big but we sat down to eat, and I usually say, thank you, Lord, bless this food. But I said, Lord, you're, you, the Bible said everything's to be received when sanctified by the word and prayer. Lord, I sanctify this to my body. I, I don't want to ask him to take the calories out. Amen. That's silly. Amen. But can it be health to me and strength to me because I've been sanctified by the blood of Jesus, and this food is being sanctified, sanctified food for a sanctified man? You you can pray any way you want to. I just want it to be health to me. I don't want the carcinogens. I, I, I want to see God helping me and keeping me everywhere I turn. I want to let my faith loose at every opportunity to receive from His hand that that He promised and provided in His Word. Hallelujah. Wow. So I pray different over food. You can ask my wife. It takes a little longer, but it's worth it. I could just chew vitamins. Amen. I believe God is going to restore something. That's why we gotta move. We gotta move. Don't ask Jesus to take the wheel of a parked car. Can you say man? We gotta move. I believe there's somebody gonna God said it, somebody's gonna get healed. Somebody's going to get delivered, somebody's going to get saved, and somebody's going to be set free. And I've got to look past the people that will not receive that and look forward to the people that will. Otherwise, we sit and perish. Can you say amen? And I'm not called to do that. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many got anything out of this teaching? I did. I need my faith every single day built up. I need to focus on Jesus and not the distracting things that are all around me every and I need to strain forward because I'm an upstream Christian in a downstream world. Did I not speak to your heart today? Did you not hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying? I spoke to thee in love, saith God. For I see the winds that are against you. I see the waters that are trying to overflow you. I see the enemy trying to distract you and defraud you of what I have purposed for your life, saith God. But I'm calling you back to me for their safety under the shelter of my wings, saith God. Surely, you will run to me and let me close them around you, saith the Lord. Surely, this will not be in vain. Surely, my word will not return to me void, saith the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but if God's lifting his ring, I'm running. It's better than an Escalade, amen. Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. And they that dwell under the shadow, see that wing lifted? They that dwell under the shadow, come on, it's a wing lifted (laughs) of the Almighty. Glory to shall abide in the secret place of the Almighty. Glory to God. Father, we thank you as we go now, what we've been waiting to hear. Go and eat the fat and drink the sweet. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Look at somebody said let's go get some. <laughs> Amen.